0: Hey guys, this is the Damage Control Podcast, and I'm Anthony Angelillo. And I'm Melinda Grimaldi. Are you ready for our next episode? Let's get down to business. Hi guys, Melinda Grimaldi. I'm a real estate and title attorney and happy co-host here of Damage Control. Uh, What episode number is this? 29. 29. 29. Are you guys ready? I don't know what we're going to do for like our one year anniversary. (laughs) But we were kind of planning this. Hopefully that's going to be next February. So we have a couple months to plan. And hopefully there won't be any too much COVID stuff we need to deal with. But probably will be some of it. So we'll have to play that by ear. Regardless, we're going to have something fun. So stay tuned on that. Because this is going to keep going and going. Um, We love closing your deals, guys. We love troubleshooting your deals. So that's what, what started this show. And now, but it's not just your deals, it's your business, it's your marketing, it's your numbers. So today is all about knowing your numbers. Um, If you've come to any of our sales workshops or our business planning workshops, there's always a portion about knowing your numbers, but we can't talk about it for so long because we have a whole workshop to do. So today we're just going to be focusing on that and breaking it down. So um, Dana volunteered to be our... (laughs) (laughs) our our pretend realtor. But if anyone wants to share real numbers, that will be even better. Um, If it'd be like a a laser set coaching session for anyone that wants to, you know, actually go in and say what their goals are and what their numbers are. Um, So uh, unless I hear otherwise in the next like 10 seconds, Dana will be volunteering and kind of giving us some averages and numbers that we can uh, we can do. So
1: Joe said he'll share his true numbers.
0: Oh, awesome. Then turn your mic on. Come on, man. Let's do it.
1: Joe buddy let's go
0: hey all right (laughs) I love it awesome 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 okay so after I'm going to share you guys the worksheet in a little bit and we're going to go through some questions and as but know that everyone's going to get this after the show so you could sit down and mark it but in the meantime you guys can take your notes and work through the problems with us not the problems but like them there's some math mathematical equations and calculations are going to have to do Um, to walk through this. So we created this. We've been working on this for a week, this worksheet. Um, And this is basically what we go through at the presentations like really, really fast. So Dana's nodding because she remembers she's been to those workshops where we go through business planning. So we stay tuned because we're going to do a DC business planning like extravaganza, which will be like a longer. I I just threw that at Anthony right now, live on the moment. Anthony, we're going to be doing a live damage control business planning class. We're gonna get it. Um, it'll be a separate uh, kind of, it won't be a show. It'll be a workshop just for you guys, our subscribers. So if you guys wanna come on and work through some of these things with us and we'll get you guys ready. Cause guess what? It's November and I don't know where 2020 20 went but 2021 is around the corner and <laughs> it's a great way to have a fresh start But we can't really plan on what we're going to do to get to our goals if we don't know our numbers first. Knowing your numbers is super important. And if you're treating your license like a business instead of a hobby, you really need to have these numbers worked out. So if you haven't done any numbers yet, this is the first step to do it. And we'll walk through it step by step. So let me share my screen and I'll show you our worksheet right now. So here's the worksheet, okay? Uh, We have some examples here um but we can uh this this will be what you receive and we'll go through all this together today all right so with that being said joe turn on your mic and let's start chit-chatting because we can talk about things in like um in, in like abstract as an examples but it's much better for everyone and especially the person who's volunteering to actually use some real real numbers so Joe, what, yeah. let, let's start with, have you thought about what you, what, uh, all these numbers, Joe, be realistic. So what do you want to earn next year? What's mm-hmm. your goal for 2021? I'm not even used to saying it.
2: A million dollars of like gross net cash in my pocket, like a million dollars of commission
0: of commission. All right. So Anthony, do you want to pull out the calculator? Cause this yeah. is a PDF, so I can't put that in here. Yeah, so um,
1: he's so well, I mean- can you
0: put it in a Google sheet so you could share your screen in a little bit and like show the math. Okay. So we'll work through. All right. So um, in the last, tw- so, okay, great. A million dollars. I love it. Go big or go home. Um, so what was your volume for the last 12 months? So we could start working out some averages
2: volume, including, including rentals.
0: Let's stick, let's, let's stick with sales for now. And, and your, and your desired income, let's stick with sales just because it's going to make for an easier, we could do a secondary stream of income, um, for, for, for rentals. Um, but that'll be kind of on the side.
2: Okay. So you want total like sales dollar amount.
0: Yeah. One, so how, like how much were million, all, your buyer, your buyers and your seller, your listings, how much, uh, did they total
2: One million five hundred and forty-two
0: thousand. Oh, cool. So our, uh, our number, their example is, is a lot, um, a lot, uh, very similar. So that means, um, how many of those, how many deals were closed in that million five? five. Five. Okay. So Anthony's going to work what the average commission is per per closing which is probably very similar. Well, we had let's six as the average, so. Let's
1: do, let's do three.
0: What do you mean? No, he's telling you five.
1: Oh, five? Wow. Holy crap. Okay.
0: So five closings and that 1.5 and change. So what's his number? What's his average commission?
1: So he's got five closings and how much is one mil? What is it? The,
0: what's the, the gross volume again? 1,542,000.
1: Okay, and you've had and you've had what five? five. Yeah, so three hundred eight four hundred. His average is 400. three hundred eight four hundred.
0: That's your average deal. So at three percent, what's his average commission?
1: He's going to be at ninety two fifty two. Ninety two fifty two.
0: Damn, brother, that's a Are good you? average.
1: Yes, nine thousand okay. dollars. So,
0: why then my math was off on the worksheet then? All right, let me just double check that. I'm I'm checking your math.
1: <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to let people in, so bear with me if I'm okay. Like trying to one catch.
0: one one million five hundred and what? Sorry, one more time, Joe.
2: Uh, one million five hundred forty-two.
0: Forty-two divided by five is three hundred eight.
1: Times three
0: at three percent is nine thousand two hundred fifty-two dollars. Right, so what's your split, with your broker?
2: Uh, 90, 10.
0: So minus 10%. So his net commission per deal is $8,326.80. Anthony, are you writing all these numbers down? Because I'm going to forget them. (laughs) Thank you. $8,326.80. So this is important because if you want... All of, so do, let's go back to desired income level from your closed deals. Do you want to adjust it and take out the rental portion for now? So you can know how much you want to portion to the deals or you want it all to be from from closing deals?
2: Yeah, I want to keep it all to like the buy or the sell side. And okay. then the rent is just like the extra.
0: Extra gravy. Okay, so then um then we're going to take... so we're gonna take a million dollars divided by 8,326.8. That means you're gonna need 120 closed deals. That means you're gonna need 10 per month, right? So 10 closings a month.
2: Yeah, stretch goal.
0: Stretch goal, that's okay though because- What are you always
1: now? How much are you closing now?
0: He just closed, he said, he just gave it five.
1: With the rentals.
0: Oh, with the rentals. Oh,
1: like
2: dollar amount you want or uh, number of transactions?
1: Number of transactions.
2: Number of rental transactions? uh,
1: Nine.
0: Okay. And how long have you been in the business?
1: Wow, man. You're killing it, brother. Like full, like full-time
2: real in the business? Yes. Since February?
0: Okay. So that's, that, those are really good numbers because you're, you're like, that's actually less than 12 months, right. Uh, that you've been, those figures are coming from. So that's, that's some good figures. Um, so we can start capitalizing on that. And, and the more you're in it, the more, the more will come. So in the, since you started, have you had any deals canceled? Yes. Okay. Out of these, uh, these six, let's say the five deals you had, did you have any that canceled that never went under contract?
2: Yeah. I had, well, I had one that went under contract and then she lost her job and got furloughed. So we had to cancel it,
0: cancel it. So that's about the same. I would say that's like a 10% cancellation that's 10%, rate. Yeah. So we got to add in a little bit of gravy um to that so let's add those numbers you're the higher you are the higher you're going to cancel because that's just the name of the game right so the percentage is the same but let's just say it's 11 per month that you need for the gravy and then maybe one month one won't cancel but one another month two will cancel so it'll average itself out so you need 11 files to close or be projected to close per month to be able to reach that goal of a million dollars so now out of all the deals, whether they're rentals or not, let me, let me, um, let me stop my, my screen share just for now. So how do you feel about that number?
2: Um, it's definitely a stretch goal um, of a million dollars. But the thing is like, if I can chunk it or if I can split it in half and maybe just achieve like 75% of the goal, or even if, even if I just achieve 50%, I do five closings a month. And that means I'll be on track to make $500,000. Right?
0: Yes. I love it. I love it. Okay. So let's, let's scale back a little bit, uh, and talk about your, where did your leads come from? So whether it's rental or purchase, did you keep track of where and whether they close or not, did you keep track of where your leads are coming from?
2: Yes. Um, so out of, I'm gonna include the six because the six was a cancel. Um one, two, okay, half and half. Three came from uh my broker. Okay. And then three were sphere of influence.
1: sphere. Three with their broker, but what? Uh, internet lead?
2: Yeah, like either um they Zillow were realtor.
1: or realtor.com or something like that.
2: Uh, one was a Zillow lead and the other two were um like referrals from my broker's past clients.
0: Nice. Okay. Perfect. Um, and what about your rentals? Where are your rentals coming from?
2: Um, sphere of Influence and two from Zillow.
0: How m- Did you tell me how many rentals you had so far this year? Nine, nine. Nine, nine rentals. So two from Zillow, so seven from the Sphere. Perfect. Okay, so if we take that and do the math with nine plus the six, that's fifteen deals. You have really three from three from the Zillow ones are are your account or your broker's account? Um,
2: they're from my broker's account.
0: Okay, so we're gonna say that uh, one, two, three were from broker Zillow. One, uh, two were from broker referral that they had like a past clients. And then three plus seven is 10 from your sphere. Right. So percentage wise, 66% came from your sphere. And then the the rest is basically split between the, the, the leads you got from your broker, whether they're online or or referrals so it's an important it's an important uh because because we have to see well let me share my screen what other type of are you doing any other type of marketing other than marketing to your sphere or anything else
2: um i have like landing pages that i run through facebook and i'll get a couple trickle in that way paid or organic uh both i'll i'll run them organic and then um depending how the engagement is then I'll, I'll boost them
0: the ones that already naturally are looking better
2: yeah yeah like seller landing pages like get a free home valuation
0: gotcha gotcha okay so but you haven't you haven't closed any deals from it yet right so yeah. how long have, how long have you been working on that a month a month okay so you know those things those those are not like hot they're not like hot and heavy to like you know hire a realtor necessarily in that moment right. they take they take time so those those that's like a long game so you need to you know always be thinking okay you have long games are great but you need some short 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 term uh goals for that as well to make sure you keep moving it forward so right. all right so you are using um you know the purchase you're not really purchasing the leads uh, your broker is. So your broker really is one whole category and then your referrals from your sphere. So when it comes to referrals from your sphere, we are we just did this mathematical equation here. You're trying to do other things, but they didn't so far haven't resulted in any other percentages. So we just worked out your percentages of 66% uh, for your your sphere. And then we take, if we take three divided by 15, you have uh, 20% come from your broker's referrals and then the rest comes from um, your... Organic
1: traffic landing traffic,
0: Exactly. Okay, good. Wait, let me see something. I'm doing the math in my head for 66%, but is it 10 divided by 15? Oops. It is, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Um, all right, so th- the key to all this is knowing what you're gonna do next, right? So there's, I'm gonna, we're gonna go through some questions. So with what you're doing now already, you have your your brokers leads and your sphere. Is there anything with those two categories that you can get better at? For example, with the leads uh, that you're getting from Zillow, can you work on your closing rate to have an, a, a higher closing rate? Uh, with your sphere can you reach out to them more can you uh can you get better at your uh improve your closing uh not closing your newsletters can you what can you work on to make that number convert better is do you think you have any plans that, or or what you think you can work on for that
2: yeah um the zilla leads definitely um giving them more touch points giving them more calls um they are pretty cold but i know that like at one point or another they requested information so the thought was in the back of their head and Mm -hmm. then yeah for sphere because like i've noticed like i've lost maybe one or two deals from not following up or forgetting people's um like lease dates that they end and um and you see that they use like another realtor, another agent, and they're like your friend on Instagram. So it yeah, yeah, yeah. like staying around the sphere. Um, yeah.
0: Reminding. You know? Right. Reminding. Constant reminding and checking in, right? With the existing yep. 100%. sphere. 100%. So you probably do that, but you got to do more of it, right? Yeah. So, so that means that likely... You could get a bit more deals from those spheres you can get a bit more uh closed deals from your the leads you get from your broker but that's not going to get you to 11 deals a month probably you're probably gonna have to do more of something right so is there anything you could do more of the same thing can you do more calls right so you could get better maybe at your calls you could probably do more calls uh, uh, but it seems like since you're only doing these two strategies, you may need to add new strategies to get to your, uh, to get to your goal. What do you have any feedback or you want to, want to build in on Anthony?
1: I'm going to. So my question is what about social media? Cause I know you're big on social media. I know that you just had lunch with Val, one of my sales assistants. You had yoga, you're doing yoga with her. You met her through social media, obviously Slack and, and through DC. Any traffic that you can pull through social media?
2: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm I'm working on the language that I'm using. It's funny, I'm attracting a lot of agents to my page um, and a lot of like partners and vendors, which is awesome. Um, learning, learning what type of language to engage more end users, my buyers and the sellers. Um, I I haven't really generated a lot of business or leads from Instagram funny enough.
1: Okay. And then you mentioned also Zillow leads to get better on. What can you get better on? Describe that follow-up
2: hitting them on the phone. Just got to call them every single day. It's something I haven't been doing. I give them the one, the one, the two calls, but like hitting them, you know, in a seven day or a 10 day follow-up,
1: and then when you get someone who's on the phone, okay, and that person, let's just say, hypothet- hypothetically speaking says to you that I'm already pre-approved or I already have a um, real estate agent, what do you say to that?
2: Um, what well, if they, if they're pre-approved, you know, would you mind sending me over the letter? Cause it contains um, things such as your purchase amount and what loan that you qualify for. Um, I guess the objection for if they have another agent, um, are they are they signed and are they working with that agent or are they open to uh, you know meeting and we can discuss
1: their home needs? Okay, so why why I explain that to you or you know ask you those questions is because if you look on Melinda's screen close rate, if you guys don't know your conversion rate for prospects and for deals, two de- like a storybook like I got this binder here. Right, each chapter I am writing notes. Think of the prospect as a prospect, that's your client. Okay, that's your borrower, that's not in a deal stage. And that's why HubSpot set up this way, the serum the that we use. Prospects are contacts, deals are going to be closed deals in a milestone. And if you don't know your close rate, all right, that's, that is it. You need to understand what your close rate is. Um, you how to get to your close rate? You're gonna do the math, and you're and your close rate right now we already figured out. I believe what is 20%. That's what he's got. I mean he's. That's got- his
0: close. That's his. That's his. He has a temp. Well, his close rate. We don't have a close. We didn't go over close rate. His will- close rate for his calls, like, is how many on on a co- more of a cold call setting, whether whether it's Zillow or you're calling FISBOS or expireds or whatever you decide to call. Um, those, the close rate is, is like how many of those people that actually answer the phone, yeah, Mm -hmm. like scheduled a meeting with you. That's number one. And then out of those, how many actually hired you? And that's the layer of, of numbers that, but that's that you could only do that. If you're, if you're someone who's doing phones, right. If you're an agent who's dealing with, um, like those, the cold calling, that's where it, it matters, but you could also be tracking your close rate with, with, the, uh, with the Zillow leads and the, the, the conversations you're having with that, as well as once you do start getting more traction on your Facebook leads, on the landing page, you should be tracking that separately as well because you might see that the same skill level will get you further in one type than another. And that because maybe the quality of where they're coming from or where, who they are are better. Mm-hmm. And then if you're throwing money at all of them, Right, at the you could say, oh, well, let me throw there, there's there's bet it's more of an investment because you know that you're getting more return with the same close rate. But you could always improve your close rate by practicing your skills and doing uh, what do you what do you call it when you're practicing your your writing your scripts and all that kind of Pre- stuff and, and prepping, yeah.
1: Pre- training and 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 video content. So <clears throat> the other question too is that. Melinda and I always have meetings and um, we just had a meeting a while back. It's been like a year since we had an actual event Uh, and we asked everyone in the room, okay, where the source is coming from because I know that agents spend money and they spend money on variable, you know, sources. Where's the source that you're seeing the most traction? We already got that. That's your sphere of influence, right? You're close three, but you also mentioned Zillow. Okay. And I I believe two of them came from Zillow. Right, Joe? Right. Right. So that those are your two bread and butters. Now you just, it's very difficult to do this with someone who's brand new at this point, but we got to start with you. Uh, Let's just say, hypothetically speaking, if you had 13 and you only had three Zillow, obviously the sphere of influence is where you're going to focus. And that's, you've got to bring that attention to that, that source lead. Does that make and sense? you could
0: probably and you could probably get more from there, but when we'll go in the next section, we're gonna see we're gonna need to add stuff, right? You're gonna need to add different different types of uh, sources to your list of things you do. So because because realistically, this early in the game to get that many closings from your sphere. You gotta go. Bit your, you know, like there's only so much you can do in your in year one that you're really going all out. Now, you did mention you have a lot of realtors that follow you on Instagram. Have you built another opportunity is to build out that referral business from agents that are around the country and not necessarily just locally? So, have you looked at where the agents that are following you are they local?
2: Some are local, but yeah, some are um, in other states as well.
0: In other States as well. So the ones, the other States building out that list and maybe doing, um, I know some agents who specifically work on that, uh, realtor referral, yeah. uh, which is a great strategy and kind of pulling them off of Instagram and into your DM. And then eventually into, um, into, into like a newsletter or campaign that you can target them for their referrals. Everyone's coming down to Florida, right? So it's a great, um, great opportunity there to to build out another another leg of this right realtor referrals is really its own own thing so we're, we're kind of jumping around so let's go back um with the close rate we could always increase it that with additional training so that's one thing you could improve on if you think you need that um and then calling more on those leads is something else. Because in your business plan, you're gonna write out how I plan to get to a million dollars, which equals to 10 10 closings a month. To get one closing a month, you're pretty much doing one closing a month at those numbers. Did those five closings happen from February? Yes. Yes, okay. kind of
2: staggered out, yeah.
0: Right, So, so if you talk about February to November, Right, you're at, that's like, uh, how many months is that? Like eight? So f- five, it would have been six if that deal didn't call through. So six deals in eight months, that's actually one a month. So how are you gonna go like pretty much? So let's just say one a month to 10 a month. You're gonna have to 10X
1: Yeah. your action,
0: <laughs> right? To get-
1: 125 the- calls a week He needs to make. I was doing the numbers. So that means you need to hit up the phones five days a week. I would do it on Saturday if you want to push the envelope. And that means you need to make 25 calls a day, right? right. So you need to put on your schedule when you time block. That's the next segment that we can go an hour in. Time management, time blocking Monday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. 25 calls going to be on Monday. Tuesday, follow up. You just said, I need to follow up. At 90% of your closing rate is follow up. Everyone's thinking prospect, prospect, prospect. It's follow-up. Follow-up is going to make the money, all right? And Mm -hmm. you don't need a whole bunch of prospects if you're doing good follow-up. I can tell you that. So- That should be quoted.
0: You know how we like always, (laughs) always write down people's, (laughs) like when they're guests and they like say something really good, that was really good. You don't need that many prospects if you're following up because the money's in the follow-up. That's really good.
1: Right, so that means 125 calls a week, which is not much. Call centers do 50 a day, 100 a day, right? But these Zillow leads and these leads that you guys are getting, especially Sphere of, uh, sphere of Influence, you're, that's not a, a cold deal. That's a hot deal. And that's an application. And that's something that you're going to nurture. And that's something you're going to go over numbers. And you're, you know, you're a lender. If you're a real estate agent, you're, you're going to take them out. You're going to show them homes. You're going to sit down with them. You're gonna you know, go over your uh, intake form that we just went over, ask those questions. So in your mind, you need to know, all right, I need 125 calls a week consistently, just like I need to run five miles to lose weight every single day, consistently. I need to sleep, I need eight hours of sleep, I need my water intake, I need my nutrition. It all comes from the same point of view of where we're trying to go. The source is one thing, the calls are and the action is the other so 125 calls a week is going to get you to your 120 closings okay and then you got to figure out your 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 close rate we can't do that cuz he doesn't joe has six you know he's got six deals right now so his close rate it really Well doesn't.
0: you you could tell your close rate by how many how many Zillow leads you worked and yeah. that you closed three yeah all right that's a good way of doing it.
1: So or many, more if you can many, include the you rental call, ones. How many of you call the Zillow leads? Take a guess.
0: Estimate.
2: Estimate. <laughs> I want to say like, like 60 or 70
1: okay. of them. Okay. 60 or 70 and you close two? About uh, a-
0: no, no, no. There's two rental Zillows and one sale. So that's three.
1: That's good. That's really good. So he's at, at 20%. No. Yeah, he is. Hold on.
0: Three divided by 60?
1: No, five. He's at 5%. 0.05 is what he's at. So he needs to pull that number up and that should be at least 10 to 20. Uh, the way to do that would be automation, folks, but that's a whole different game. Um, automation
0: or more calls? Because it's been eight months. More is, would calls. You say, eight, eight more months? up Did 60? More
1: follow-up and more calls he needs to do. All right. He's going to have to, he's going to have to pound the phones to get to that number, probably 240 times to get to that number, but, or he's got to work on his conversion rate. Why is he not converting those Zillow leads? So then I would analyze it on that aspect and say, all right, if my conversion rate is 5%, let's just say to use as an example, how do I get to 15%? Okay. And then it's all, it's all the objections of these Zillow leads or sphere of influence. If they're show, show, showing, you know, you're showing homes and multiple homes that are coming in uh, and they're not closing. That's a pain point. What's going on with that? So, hey, Noah, you want to chime in brother? Because I know you're itching to chime in. <laughs> no. There brother.
3: Just listening. Just listen. It's all good stuff. Good stuff. How do you do? See your see. numbers very similar.
1: Watch this. How do you do your numbers? Watch this.
3: Yeah, I I do my numbers almost, I reverse engineer everything and has, I really don't focus on the closings and the end game. My big thing is my lead source. And the way I do it, I can self-diagnose, like you're saying, the quality of the lead based on that close ratio. So if there's a number of different sources, you can self-diagnose whether it's the lead, whether it's the way that you pitch, because the numbers are pretty simple. Let's say you want to get um, I, I need 100 leads is the way I look at it. 100 leads, the average close rate nationally, this is whether you're seasoned or unseasoned, is about 30%. People are gonna say, well, that's, that's terrible, but we're working into that figure. Fallout in inspections, poor appraisal, all the factors that may hold up a file. So on 100 leads, you're expected to close 30 files a month. Well, how do we get there? That was the macro. On the small side, you take 100 leads, 50% of those fall out for the reasons I just gave. So we've got 50 deals that are converted, possibly prospects. Out of those 50, now I'm looking at my personal skill set on close ratio. Now that's my pitch. That's how I sound. That's how I look. That's all my automation. That number should be a heck of a lot higher than 30%. But let's say it's more like 60. So 60 out of 30 or 70%, out of, um, uh, I'm sorry, 50 deals that are left over. Well, what's that number? That number should come to the full number of, let's say 30% of hundred that's 30 deals. We take 50, we close at 60%. What is that number? 30 deals, right? So you look at that macro level of the number of leads where I'm getting those leads. I love the fact Melinda, you asked, where did you get those leads in the beginning from? Because you got to have different buckets. For us as a lender, I like to have X number of realtors that I'm working with as refer partners. I like to have a bucket of paid leads, Zillow leads. I like to have maybe a builder or two that I'm working with. And all of those I try to have working in concert. If I can give a Zillow lead to a realtor that I've teed up, if I can give uh, a deal that I'm working with on a builder side and and just – give the deal to a realtor that now can get commission on that just as a gift, as a, 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 hey, thank you for working with me type situation. But I've got different irons in the fire that I self diagnose for my numbers. But a quick, fast rule of thumb, start from the very end, the number of leads and where you're getting those in the source. If you say 50 leads, if you're starting out am saying, I, I can only do 50 leads a month because that's all I, I can generate right now. Well, cut that in half, boom, 25 are gonna fall out because of just whatever. Then put in your close ratio, 60% of 25, that's 12 to 13 files. Well, what is the number I wanna make annually? Now we go a step further. And I say, what is my average payout on a specific file? Mine happens to be, let's say $3,000, right? At $3,000, right, times 10 closings, right? That's 30 grand. That's 360,000 a year. So reverse engineer that number. I want to make a half a million dollars. Out of half a million dollars, I back off that and I say, well, if I make $3,000 a deal, a realtor makes $5,000 a deal, how many deals is that? And how many deals is that gives me a number that I work into the number of leads that I need. And those number of leads, I work in my fallout and whatever, and I've got my different sources to get me to my end number i don't start out with the, the the number of closings and how good i am at that i start out with what are my how many leads do i need to achieve my goal and then i i go down micro and analyze those sources mm-hmm. it sounds kind of convoluted but when you get it and you, i mean i got it written down on a, my board in front of me exactly and you know we have lead sources that our personal referrals, right? Our past clients. I mean, we can break it down into all sorts when you really get into it. And that's the way you should be. Because if I have a Zillow account that's returning a percentage of of closings of 1% or a half a percent, I got to kick that lead source to the curb, right?
0: It's so important if you're throwing money to a marketing source to know the return and be tracking. And so sometimes it's hard to tell like, oh, I found you online, right? or if you're, if you're paying ads or all these different landing pages that you're doing, you really need to change the phone number so you could track the source. No. It's not expensive, but you're able to get a, a, like a, a number just for that marketing um, initiative so that you can see if the money that you're spending, how many calls got registered through that source. Because otherwise you're throwing money and not and not really taking in and paying attention to where that money's going and if it's even working for you. Because it's supposed to, you're supposed to get at least a three times return on your investment when Let you're making you dollars. A question to
1: Dana. Let's put Dana on the spot. Dana, how would you get twenty-five prospects out a day? What would you do to, to try to achieve that goal? Every day, twenty-five prospects. Who am I talking to?
0: I'm gonna have to really talk to some of my previous
1: customers and what I'm starting to do is Certain customers, they've been easier to work with than others, right? And kind of like birds of a feather flock together. yeah So what I'm trying to do now is trying to hone in on the ones that have been a little more progressive and their like mindset is that they want to buy or they're looking to do the next thing versus someone that you kind of have to keep pushing, pushing, pushing along the way. You know what I mean? And right. I guess- it's that's just what I've been doing now is just trying to focus on the best
0: experiences and tap that. You know what I mean? That's a good way to have extra calls. Past past clients are a great way. Let's say, let's say you return all your calls. You did your follow-ups and you still have more calls to get to your number of calls, call your past clients, call your referral sources, call your friends call. And in my coaching program that I used to be in, they used to call it gas calls. So if you're out of leads, call and give a shit about people and just yeah. check in on them. How are they doing? That could be one of your calls because some days you might not have a, like something hot to work with <laughs> or you did all your follow-ups and got all your voicemails. But when you talk about 25 calls, Anthony, does that mean 25 people pick up the phone or 25?
1: 25? Oh, well, yeah, you want to have 25 people pick up the <laughs> phone. So if it's going to be 50 <laughs> calls, <laughs> those numbers going to work, but Ideally, 25 you should be getting in touch with. But when I say 25, I don't want you guys to think, oh, it's all Zillow leads. We don't have that. Anything. How do you touch 25 people in general? Okay. How do you get to them every single day uh, so that you can hit those goals? Because then you're going to start seeing that transition after 90 days. You're building that foundation, that pipeline. So that way, in 90 days, things are going to start converting, hence your follow-up. All right. But if you don't know your numbers up front, you're just you're living, you're, you're chilling, man. You're, you're just going with the, the flow. You need to know where the hell you're going. All right. And the numbers are very important up front. That's what Noel was talking about. Hey, Brian, I know you came from a call center and you made about one hundred and fifty calls a day. Can you just elaborate real quick in 10 minutes or five minutes what you did? Um, for sure. Put me on the spot, huh? Um <laughs> So, hey, everybody, uh, Brian Sanford. I work with Anthony Angelillo. I've been spot on and off with a lot of these conferences and these uh, damage control episodes. Uh, really wanted to start engaging. I'm starting to transition a little bit more direct, to frontline, speaking with clients. Uh, something Melinda said that strikes very similar with my approach is call them and act like you give a shit. Uh, with all that, Knowledge base and sales experience. If you're not authentic and they can't find that over the phone with you, it's all for nothing. And that's a huge piece that's really not talked about. That is a skill that is acquired over years, having somebody do that. Uh, as far as numbers go, I'm uh, in mean, somewhat of a hybrid transition. Uh, really, I'd like to generalize it to self generated leads that I wouldn't be leaning on Anthony for in regards to doing a co-type deal or doing a joint deal where we both do a tag team close as we call it. Um, Numbers for me, um, let's just be real specific here. I'm probably looking at a minimum to do four loans self-gen of my own uh, on a monthly basis as a baseline number. Uh, The reason I say that is because I moved from Washington DC. The individuals I know have not been anybody I've organically met be it my position Um, hasn't really had me out rubbing elbows, shaking hands, things like that. Um, so I needed some of that to supplement with these leads and kind of piggybacking off Anthony. I know at a minimum, if I'm not at 50 calls a day, get to four deals a month of self-gen, then I'm selling myself short. Now I won't, I won't always hit 50 calls because I am in this role where it's not specific. They make calls, put food on the table, you kill what you eat and you eat what you kill. I, I, I'm comfortable with that position, but it's just not fully transitioned to that yet. So while I'm supplementing what Anthony was talking about, 125 calls a day in a call center with 350 to 400 loan officers all under one roof. So it's survival of the fittest next. And if you came in and you saw somebody else had already made 85 calls by noon, you can determine that that's not a good loan originator you can't have 85 calls made in four hours without any business going on. You would have had to have just been making calls, not connecting, not, not landing anything. And so you, you can kind of tell who's real and who's not based off of those things. But um, you don't wanna be at two calls. You don't wanna be at 80 with no loans. One of the best days would be my first four calls out of 25 calls that I had for my morning block. I would block time off it would be processing for all my loans, because as everybody knows, we, uh, we don't always have the best processors when we're at our previous companies. It's almost like the nightmare that moves you on to the next company. I process a pipeline of maybe 75 of my own personal loans to close month after month, not making big bucks on them, but it was just the deal that I signed up for. Process two to two and a half hours before noon, once noon o'clock, noon o'clock. <laughs> Once noon, about three thirty, four 4 o'clock hit, that phone literally would not get put down. Um, I Actually let my fiance borrow it. I had the uh, headset for most calls, most loans and most closings in a month given to me because some ungodly number of calls was made that month. It was rather than use your hand, let the computer and, and 10 seconds of dialing in from a phone, like it was getting that crazy. So four now, right? Four, four is is what you need to hit a month, right? So I'm going back. I know okay. I'm all spotty right now, but let's call it four a month self gen loans, yeah. and I'm not talking about refinance leads. I'm talking about actual purchase leads. Yeah. Refinances I blow out the water. 50 calls a day. Uh, I think I'm more comfortable making 100 calls a day. I understand I can convert more, but as Noel led on to, I think I convert better than the average bear. I think out of those 50 calls, I'm pulling more than a normal individual dealing with normal. We've got good rate programs and a good team. I'm not talking that jump change jargon. I'm, I'm bringing it. I'm psychologically bringing what I have in my experience to the table. I'm dropping guards and I'm really getting to the point quicker so I know I can make more calls, but now I got money on the line and it's full focus. Uh, I think I do that very well. So 50 calls a day, 250 a week, 13,000 for a year. Uh, I think I'm gonna double that, but that's my baseline as far as- And what does minimum. that make you? What does that make you? Four, that's four, 4.33 funded a month, right? That would be forty-eight closings yearly, yeah. uh, four per month, uh, depending on loan size and what you what you call it. Let's say it's average two eighty, like the in industry average. So four times two eighty. Let's pretend these were not ones that you put me on with, but self-gen, like I'm talking about. Uh, and we'd say I would have a one percent commission. Um, you asked, I'll tell you. Under an That's 11 to a month. Yeah. Times 12. I should be hitting about an eighth of a mil plus. Uh, Yeah, 134, 125 would be my eighth of a mil. Um, My goal is 200. There you Uh, go. That's where I have my baseline. But if I put a baseline, I can talk about it. If I put a max cap, I feel like I'd limit myself. So there's two things that I want to go over, not to cut you off, because we only have 10 minutes left. We have eight. That's all right, brother. I love you. The uh, 10-minute rule uh, is in effect. So we have a growth number and we have a, a knowing your numbers, right? There's two different numbers. And ironically, two years ago, when I didn't have the team that I had, and Melinda was, you know, small too. Now she's got an enormous team. Everything's, you know, flourishing, God willing. The point I'm trying to make is the growth number I had was 100 units, right? That was what was in my head, saying, "Ah, there's no way I'm going to get to 100 units. Not yet. Let's take on 35." at that time, my numbers were 35. Now I've changed that. Okay. So the numbers on a macro level move to hundred growth numbers now are going to be more than that. A growth number is something that is a goal 500 units a month. So you can get to the hundred units. So you guys need to figure out your numbers up front, which Melinda just went over to get your annual income. All right. And once you hit that, you need to understand that you need a growth number as well. So don't don't shy away with that because if you're not making something that's going to be higher and you hit that goal, what do you do next? Right. You make a new goal. That's fine. But I I wouldn't, you know, all of my mentors say, you really need to set that goal high. So you're, you're climbing and you're constantly getting your goals out of the way. Would you say, would you agree with that, uh, Melinda?
0: Yeah. You can't make shy goals. Right. Um, I'll say my goal, my real goal has been the same for like four years for my firm, but every year I'm like this much closer, right? So I didn't hit it this year, but I, like the the real goal, but next year I'm for sure hitting it now. Oh, and I just-
1: It's a broken cre- goal though, right?
0: So it's creating the infrastructure and the systems and the, the, the sales strategies To get there, it doesn't happen overnight, right? To to go like I went when I first started, I would have like when I first started doing closings, I would have like, you know, three, four, five was busy, you know, it was a good month. And now we're at like 35, we closed last month. And I remember when like one closing, you know, two, two, three closings a week was, oh my God, like we're really busy this week. When now we're like sometimes two, three closings a day, depending on how the week falls or when we get to close to month end. So the idea is to keep working yourselves because you, you can't just be working on your marketing. You have to be working on the infrastructure and the team to help get you there. and That's part of the business plan. So what I So what I think we should do, Anthony, is do a class, but only if they did the worksheet. Because if you're not doing the worksheet, you you can't really do what we're going to talk about in the next. It'll be a private for all our subscribers, but you got to email us the worksheet. If you email yeah. the worksheet, you get the private link. I think can that's I how add, we're going to
3: do. Can I add one thing? Yes. Here. Once something that it's just human nature, we always try to find another reason to do what we're supposed to do often, especially when it comes to calling. And you know, you're saying, well, how the heck am I going to find 50 calls or do 100 calls or what have you? Creating... Prior to you sitting down in the morning at your desk, you got to have your lists ready. Past client lists. So you're not searching and there's no excuses. If you get to that, I love it, the gas calls. We'll have that list of gas calls, the phone number, email, add whatever you need so that you're not finding a reason to get into the system. And now you're looking, oh wait, I got an email. Oh wait, you know, the phone rings, I got a text. No, you've got your book and your lists are there. Your numbers are on the front of the book. And you know what? You can just kind of rifle through. If I want to call past clients, I've got them all here. If I want to call realtors that I need to call, I, I got them all here. You know, it's everything has a list for itself so that you can almost automate yourself so you don't get distracted. I, I think that's important because we're always looking Super for reasons to a time, you know, to go make another cup of coffee, which I know I don't need. And it just you burned fifteen minutes, twenty minutes, and before you know it, you've burnt a couple hours. Yep. And I'm just thinking, list, make your list ahead of time and have them there always, so you That's can just get through. Super,
0: stuff. super, super, super important. I love it. I love that idea. Um, sometimes I, I too, am not that great at like, at, at getting. Staying on track because I'll tell you I get like from left and right and center with between my team and the deals and the agents and everything coming at me, um, I'm constantly being distracted. So uh, I try to block the time. I block the time on my calendar for an hour. That's when my team schedules sales calls for me, and then I I'm supposed to be filling in the blanks. But then uh, you know with 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 other calls or thank you calls or how's it going calls or whatever. But that doesn't always happen. So it's important to block the time out and have know who you're calling um, right off the bat.
1: Joe, real quick, one quick question before we uh, log off here. Do you have a CRM? That was the question.
2: Um, yeah, so we switched. We just switched from follow-up boss to KV Core, Um, That has some more features in there that I'm going to play around with just to send those drips and get those systems. In and nurture,
1: nurture those leads. Right.
0: System. You should be putting everybody in there. Everybody you know should be in your CRM. They shouldn't be getting every single newsletter, but everyone you know should be in there, right? So that you can keep track of where you met them, how you know them. And then when you have something general for everybody, remind them what you do, right? We have to be constantly, our sphere is not a direct sale. The sphere is reminding them what we do so that when they're ready or when someone asks them, do you know someone who could help me find a house or sell my house? Or give me a loan or whatever they that you're constantly like you know you're at the top of their mind so that's the importance of the sphere and and so we have to think about what additional things we're gonna be adding There's different types of things right so if you're gonna be joining us on our private coaching business plan call that Anthony you're gonna do for our DC subscribers that filled out the worksheet and everyone will get the worksheet if you're a subscriber after this call. It'll get emailed to you. We'll have a deadline for it, um, so look out. We're gonna have a video explaining everything after this week uh, about how this is gonna work because we're, we're we're figuring it out live here. But um, the key is making sure you guys submit something because that's the that's really the first step. Um, and Anthony and I will do it for ourselves and make sure that you know we hold each other accountable because it's easy to like get caught in the juice of life and the deals and not taking the time apart. So we actually uh, are are taking time out just to work on our own um, goals coming up for damage control and other things. So everyone should be doing that. So take the time out, put it on your calendar today. uh, Between the next 10 days, when are you gonna work on these numbers? What do you need to work on these numbers? What information do you have to have ready to work on these numbers, um, so that you can you could fill out the form, uh, and then this way you, you're you're ready for the next phase because the next phase is super important. We're gonna uh, eventually be sending out a, a worksheet about uh, knowing your numbers for cold calling, yeah. and. Anthony is going to be more build. This one, I, I build out more, but Anthony is going to be building out more the one about cold calling. Cause he knows that like, you need to call this many people to do this many things to get this many things. Like he just can even say it out loud. So we're going to record him and then turn that into a resource for you guys. And
1: um, all, the, uh, all the documents that we have right now will be pushed out to you as well. And I am, I also wanted to say thank you for the newcomers. We've got Daylene and George um, that, are new you guys just rocked it man and and joined us i think from ig so thank you for joining us and following us on dc
0: thank you guys and if you're catching this later too bad you didn't show up on time and and subscribe, <laughs> your, subscribe yourself to or, or suggest yourself to work your numbers. Joe, we'll work your numbers even more after this. So if yeah. you'd like, if you have questions, just give us a call. We're, we're happy to um, break down the numbers even more and kind of go through your sphere. But definitely, as you can see, you're working two strategies right now, and they say everyone should have 10 strategies right? So we have to start building out those strategies. I have, I probably have 10 strategies if I start listing them out, um, between damage control is one of my strategies, right? I'm in a BNI. That's one of my strategies. I'm on Instagram pretty actively. That's one of my strategies. I do workshops. That's one of my strategies, right? So I, you know, I'm building out, you know, to do newsletters. That's going to be one of my strategies. So all these things are strategies like to referral sources. So all these things are strategies that are going to have a return on that, hopefully on my investment. Right. So, uh, I, you know, it, every business is different of what those strategies are. You need to see what works for you, what your personality level is and like what your comfort is and start with what you you're comfortable with. But I will say that things that make you uncomfortable or where the money is.
1: Yeah. And it's fine. Right? follow-up follow-up follow
0: up. why are we afraid of follow-up that that's that's not even a strategy that's just a, that's a, that's something that needs to be done for everything you need to follow up on your deals you need to follow up with the leads you need to follow up with your clients you need to follow up with your renders you need to follow up with everybody to make sure everything's moving forward for whatever reason we're afraid is because you're going to say the wrong thing that you're going to get rejected and that's all because you know the, the comfort level and the confidence level of what you're doing so as the years come you get more confident but i'll say that that issue is always there Um, And you need to overcome that. So go where the discomfort is. Pick up the phone. Guys, start (laughs) dialing. All
1: right, guys. All right.
0: Stay tuned for more stuff to come. I hope you guys liked this episode. It was very particular and very detailed and sometimes a little like, but it got us through kind of showing you the information, working through the worksheet with you guys. And we're happy if anyone does the worksheet and has questions, we're happy to answer any of those questions. So I hope everybody have everybody has a productive rest of their day, rest of their week. New month, guys.
1: Hit your goal. Starting over, you
0: see, Noel was talking about his numbers. If you look carefully, it's kind of faint that there are numbers right there on that on that.
1: There, right in the uh, backboard.
0: Yep, the backboard. Um we we try to open more than 50 files a month to close 30 files a month as my minimum that's my but now we've been hitting the numbers right it's like three four months now that we're like we're, we're there so what's gonna happen you know that number is going up because yes. now it's it's become a customary right so when you see yourself hitting your numbers or, or like it's getting uh, uh you know your, your 25 calls is becoming easy for you then you need to do it, but what's what's important is the consistency. Because when those twenty five calls every day start to material materialize into deals, you're going to get stuck in your deal and stop making your calls.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's
0: w- that's one thing I wanted to say before b- before we got off that I that triggered me before is you're going to get stuck in your deals and you're going to stop doing your calls. That's where you're going to have the roller coaster roller of self employment.
3: Here's a quick a quick cheat, real quick: is how do you get from 25 to 50 calls like that? A leveraged event like this. You go <laughs> maybe two-time home buyers, you get 25 people on that call, and you follow up with 25, you just make 25 extra calls all in one meeting.
1: About I love that. that. I love
0: huh? that. Leverage the Yes. Good. All right, guys. Have an awesome rest of your day. Bye, guys. It's lunchtime. Yeah, Bye.
1: Thanks, guys.